Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Critically Uncritical Show with Inez Bai, where we talk about critical topics without being critical on ourselves and those around us, realistically. So today I'm going to be having a little chat about how to scale to five figure months consistently, sustainably in your business. I think there's a lot of talk about hitting your first 10K months and making six figures in your business, which I am obviously all about. But something that a lot of people don't talk about is the fact that it's pretty easy to hit a 10K month, right? It's pretty easy to hit one high income month. But then what? How do you actually make it consistent? How do you actually make it grow and scale and be something that you can live off and be something that you can predict as well? Because one of the number one things that people always ask me on my business journey and something that I talk about with my clients a lot as well is how do you know when you're going to get paid and how do you deal with that feeling of the fact that your income isn't guaranteed as if working in a desk job is so much more guaranteed. Like, yeah, of course you might have a salary, but what happens? The company could go under at any moment. You could be made redundant at any moment. And sure, you might be given a payout or whatever it might be, but you don't have as much control as you think. And this illusion of having a regular salary is actually just an illusion, as is most things in our lives. Things can be taken away from us so much quicker than we realize. So something that I think is even cooler about business and creating your own money and knowing how to make that abundance flow is that that's a skill I'll have no matter what. Even if my business does fail, I've made peace with the fact that I'll be able to pick myself back up again. I'll know what to do when the time comes and how many people can really say that. And that's what gives me a feeling of detachment and I don't need sales. I don't need money. I don't need clients. Not because I've got a huge, you know, um, like inheritance coming or anything like that. Like I'm really independent and I live my own life. I don't need it because I'm not attached to the outcome because it doesn't make me feel any some way about myself. And because I don't need it, guess what? I'm so much more magnetic. I show much, show up much more in my power. My dream clients come to me. My authentic, my content is so much more authentic and natural to who I am. I'm not trying to impress people or make people validate who I am or anything like that. So all of this to say in the intro of creating your consistent income in your business is based off your own skill and your ability to create abundance and your knowledge of how to sell and how to create products and services that people actually want to buy. And that's going to be a skill that is so much more usable, I guess, and malleable in other situations compared to, I guess, working at a desk job and just getting your guaranteed salary every single month. Before we get started into today's uh, conversation anymore, I've got something really, really exciting to announce. I'm actually hosting a free three-day challenge where every day for three days, I will be doing a live video training and it is going to be all around scaling your business to consistent five-figure months. We are going to be talking about how to expand your product suite to make it really profitable in your business so that you can always give multiple different options to different clients and how to do that in a really strategical way. We're also going to be talking about how to stop selling your time for money and make your business actually scalable without feeling like you need to do a lot more things, right? This is what gets a lot of coaches stuck in their income level of thinking that, okay, the more that I do or the more hours that I put in, the more time that I do, the more 
things that I do, that's how I'm going to get paid. But realistically, that's going to very quickly get you stuck at a limit of how many hours you've got in the day. So I'm going to be running through exactly how we can actually make your business scale, aka make more money, have more impact without doing more in this masterclass as well. And lastly, we're going to be talking about how to actually sell because it's all well and good to have all of these ideas, to have different programs, different offers, whatever business that you're in. But what's really important is being able to actually sell them sell it on through your content, sell it through social media, whatever medium that you might use. So if you're interested in that, it's totally free. You can click the link in the bio, sign up for it. And as another juicy little bonus, as if you need more incentive to be joining this challenge, you'll also get $500 off my new long-term mastermind that is starting in April just by joining this challenge. So, and then you'll get more details in the challenge. I'll run you through exactly what the mastermind is going to be, but essentially it's going to be a longer term mastermind, think six months, because what I've really found is being able to stick with one mentor and coach that really understands you, that you've built a relationship with is the safe space that you need to grow And it's so nourishing for your nervous system, especially when you're running a business, because so much can be up and down and variable all the time that having an anchor that's consistent and there for you and really knows who you are is literally the thing that's going to create the most expansion for you. So that's why I'm really excited to be launching this longer style of mastermind. And I cannot wait to be welcoming in those of you who are really keen for that level of support. It's going to be a high level of support, cozy mastermind vibes. But again, I'll share more of that information inside the challenge. So I'm so excited to see you there. So let's going back to this idea of scaling to five figures. So for example, if you're a coach and I was actually reminiscing about this the other day in the money magnet course that's running at the moment, which is all around money mindset and how to stop feeling guilty and anxious around money so you can start earning and having more. I was talking to them about um, when I was reminiscing on a quantum leap that I had and a quantum leap is essentially when you do a big leap and you make something happen faster and in a way that's never happened to you before. So essentially two years ago, um, it was 2020. I had January had just passed and I'd made $4,000 in my business. Not bad, right? Livable. And then the next month I made 12K in my business. And so that is tripling my income. And when I was reflecting on how this happened, and this is why it's really, I bring it up today because it's all about scaling to five figures, right? That was one of my first, if not actually the first ever five figure month that I'd ever had. And it was interesting to reflect on that because it wasn't like I suddenly started working more. It wasn't like the hours that I put in to create that sort of money massively increased. So when I started noticing that, I stopped to think, okay, if it's not the amount of hours, like if I'm not actually doing that much different in terms of like quantifiable things or physical things, it's not like I was showing up on social media specifically differently or doing more content or creating more things or even doing more offers. It was something else. There must have been an energy or a quality or a vibe. And you know, by listening to this podcast, you'll know that I am very much about the action, the tangible, the strategical as well. So I'll be running you through what the vibe that I shifted, how that actually played out in the strategy. But kind of looking at this from an initial perspective is that realistically I was doing the same thing in January to February but something must have shifted in order for me to create more money in order for me to quantum leap and triple my income in less than a month right and if it's possible for me it's possible for you because it's possible for everyone 
Everyone can do it, no matter where you're at in your business. And at the time, I think I had like 3,000 followers, maybe less than that as well. So just know that your following does not determine your income at all. And your ego will try to die on that hill that in order for you to have a bigger month, you need to suddenly have a spike in your income. But I can guarantee you and I can tell you from experience, my Instagram didn't really change. I didn't go viral suddenly and get everyone you know, signing up to my coaching based off that at all. So again, we can strike that out. It didn't have anything to do even with a physical, tangible change in my audience, which is still really important to focus on in order to grow your business. And I'm going to talk about that in the free challenge as well. So definitely join to find out how we can have actual influence over our audience, because I know people that have 20,000, 100,000, 30,000 followers but no engagement because people aren't actually influenced by the person that they are following. They might just be following them for like the goss or the drama or just have like a sticky beak. That's not actually having influence. Having influence means being able to get your client or get your people, your audience to do things that you say to do, to get them to join your programs, to get them to share your content. That's having freaking influence and you don't need, and there's no like, like baseline amount of followers you need in order for that to happen. But anyway, so I didn't have a change in my Instagram following. I didn't have a change in my strategy plan. I didn't really do that much different. So what changed from making 4K a month to 12K a month? So what I will say is I moved out of home at that time because I'd moved back home to kind of launch my business and get things going. And obviously such a privileged position to be in to get to move back home with my parents and not have to pay rent. And But what I will say is that it's always limiting when you're living, at least it is for me, and this is my experience, with your parents in your childhood bedroom, because there's just a certain air of expectation that they're expecting you to kind of live up into or grow up into. And whilst it wasn't um, like really obviously suffocating for me, it's still sort of an expectation that maybe you're pushing against or you have a sense of inner conflict about, oh, should I be this version or is this what they expect or what do they think of me going on social media? And my parents were a bit confused about the whole coaching thing when I first started my business as well, especially because I had just finished my university degree as um, an exercise physiologist. And they were like, Inez, why don't you just go into a job that you've just studied four years for? And I was like, well, I'm just going to try something else because this is what I want to do. And because I want a more time freedom, I didn't want to have to sell time for money. I didn't want to have to always be talking to people. I didn't want to have to be working nine to five and only have a certain limited amount of holidays every year. And I wanted to be able to impact more people. Like when you're working as an exercise physiologist or a personal trainer or a physio, anything that like that's like that, like really hands-on, you can only really work with like one to two to three. Maybe you could work with five people an hour, but that wasn't the impact that I craved. I craved having a bigger impact on a wider community and I could do that online, right? Anyway, so I moved out and this is what I mean about the vibe shift. I know that when I moved out, I was kind of released of those shackles of who my parents think I should be or what I even expected to be, you know, growing up in my child, still being in my childhood bedroom. And I think what it allowed me to do was have more independence to show up on social media with more freedom to be maybe more weird or loud or, you know, just having my own space and not being worried if someone was listening in on me. And I think that was what I mean by the vibe change. But strategically, what does that actually look like? It doesn't mean that I'm spending more hours creating content or even doing more content. What it meant was that the way that I was showing up on Instagram was higher quality. So therefore I was speaking probably more directly to the people who I really wanted to work with. I was not as worried about speaking so directly. I was able to show up probably more than what I did with my parents, but it wasn't a conscious thing of like, oh, I've got to work more in order to get more. It was probably just having the freedom of being in my own place that gave me the 
space and inspiration to be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to show up more from a real place of inspiration and desire rather than obligation. And this is what I should be doing. And so this is something that's really important to keep in mind if you're someone who is like, okay, I'm ready for five figure months. I want to have a 10K month, 20K month consistently. How do I make this my new norm? How do I make this part of my business? And that is something really important to consider because million dollar businesses that you see coaches on Instagram, you know, that's an aim that I have for myself, of course, they're not getting to those six figure months because they're doing more hours because there's a time limit to how many hours you have during the day. So what I want you to focus on, if you're someone that's wanting to scale to consistent five figures is what qualities do I need to show up in my power? What is it that I want to do? How do I want to show up? And in the past six months, especially, you know, I'm talking about this example of a quantum leap that was two years ago. But even in the past six months, I really had to go through a big process of kind of like letting go and surrendering and doing things that are fun and in a way that I truly desire. But there's been so much resistance to just doing it in that way of doing it more fun of doing setting my schedule in different ways that really suited me of not taking on so many calls of creating programs in a really intuitive way and launching them in a way that I truly desired rather than what I had been told was going to be the best strategy it can feel really hard to let go of those ideas and those that advice because someone has told you that it's going to work and that it is the best way to do things and it's going to yield the best results. So that's why it can feel really hard to let go of it, even though you know the way that you would love to do things would feel easier. But I guess then you're going off your own trust and trusting your own intuition to do it because there's not necessarily proof for it because you're just doing it in a way that you think is going to be fun and that you think is going to be you know, more enjoyable or whatever. But I can truly say over the past six months that the way that I've been able to create these results in my business over and over again and continue to have, um, be able to scale my business, but continue to have lots of time freedom has been by unraveling the ideas of what I thought I should be doing and coming back to, okay, what do I actually want to do? And that allows me to then show up in a more high quality way. It allows me to show myself more on Instagram. It allows me to speak with more authority and be a leader. It helps me to be able to understand the needs of what it is that my client truly desires because I'm so much clearer about the person that I want to help and what I actually have to offer as well. So for example, I had a huge self-limiting belief that in order for me to be a successful businesswoman, I needed to work at nighttime. Like I had to be able to coach people late at night, um, doing calls at like 5 p.m. or whatever. And my intuition and my body has just been saying no to that for the longest time. And yet I kept attracting all of these clients that were wanting to work with me at nighttime. And that was the only time that they could do it. And I found it really hard to say no. And I kept finding myself in these situations where like, you know, they just couldn't do any other time. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting, right? Because what happens is your intuition constantly is telling you something, but then you're getting another proof in the universe of something different. And I really kind of almost leaned into this victim mindset of like, oh, like, why does this keep happening to me? Why can't my clients do anything else? Why can they only do this one time? And I, you know, I'm just like not the kind of person that functions the most optimally at nighttime. And I'm much more of a morning person. Like I get up early regardless. I want to be productive during the day, regardless of whether or not I have something on at nighttime. But what happens is when we keep blaming our external surroundings for why things are happening, then we let go or we don't take responsibility for what we can actually change and what we can actually do. Then we can avoid being like, well, how am I creating this scenario in my life? 
And the thing was, is that I can, if I continue to accept people and continue to bend my schedule for people, then I was going to continue to welcome in those clients. So I held a boundary within myself and I changed my schedule on my Calendly booking system. And instead of changing my boundaries, I would just be like, you need to find a time in what I've got available. Just like how a psychologist would do or a specialist appointment or whatever, if you're going to like a doctor or whatever, like you would find a time to make it work even if it wasn't the most ideal for you because you wanna see that person. And that's how I had to step into more of my leadership as a coach of being like, no, these are the times that I'm available. You're coming to see me as a specialist. And of course there might be like the odd thing that I might do at nighttime or whatever it might be. But I had to take responsibility for that first and I had to create a schedule and a boundary around that that would make me feel safe. And people, guess what? Now I haven't worked at nighttime at all this whole entire year and we're halfway through March. That's two and a half months. Like now in hindsight, it seems so obvious. And perhaps even you listening to this being like, yeah, of course, you can just schedule things in. Like people will work around it. But sometimes when we have these things in our head and they've been constantly proven to us by the universe, we feel like there's just no other way. And this is why it's so important to have a coach that helps you work, like rewire these things. Because often when we have things in our head, it feels so much harder to deal with and so much bigger and realer. Then you say it out loud, right? And you air it out and you're like, actually... Why do I keep doing this? This isn't actually that big of a deal. And it just requires you then to change the energy, change the vibe and hold that. Even because what I would even do is when I was hosting my group programs, like Money Magnet, for example, like if I was doing a group course like that, I'd be like, oh, I would just assume that everyone could only do nighttime and I would only do nighttime because of that. Because, you know, I wanted people to be able to attend after work or whatever it might be. But that's really slipping into a people-pleasing mentality and I cannot show up in my best self if I'm doing things for people rather than doing what I truly want. So yeah, maybe I do the class at lunchtime and maybe not as many people turn up, but it's still going to be more beneficial to the clients because I'll be showing up in my best self with my highest energy, with the most quality content in that time. And you know what? I was so scared about changing the times in those sort of situations. And it's actually worked out amazingly. It's mean It means that the course is so much more fun to run for me. And that obviously means my clients get even better results. So it's truly a win-win. And it's just taking responsibility for where we're letting that ego pop up of like, you should be doing this. And this is how you can please more people. And this is how you can make it better for other people. And flip it around and think, okay, I need to actually take responsibility for my behavior, show up and take the action and move forwards in a way that's going to actually take care of me because then I'm going to be showing up in a higher quality way. And that's what we need to think about in our business, especially with selling. I just did a story on my Instagram today. If you're not following me at Inez I always leave it linked in the show notes as well. I spoke about how I sell every single day and people very often slide into my DMs and say, I love that you talk about your offers all the time. I love that you're selling very often. Like, how do you do it? Because it doesn't seem annoying and I'm scared of seeming annoying. And this is something I'll be talking about in the free scale challenge that's coming up that I mentioned at the start of this podcast as well. But the thing is, is that I'm not a needy bitch. And I've really had to work on that because I used to be someone that was very much an anxiously attached kind of person. And if you don't know your attachment style, then you are missing out. Like, can you even call yourself a critical thinker if you don't know your attachment style? Go and Google like the um, attached the quiz. Anyway, anxiously attached basically means that we feel like we need people to be close to us. We always need validation. We think that if anything is wrong in the relationship, that it's instantly our fault and that everyone hates us. Like it's a very catastrophic way of thinking and we take a lot of blame and kind of fall into this victim mindset a lot. And it really is interesting because it shows up in selling too. 
our relationship dynamics that we picked up, you know, the reason why we have attachment styles is because of what we've picked up in our childhood. And this really shows up when we sell because basically we're interacting with someone. We have a relationship with our audience. It's in a different way, like a parasocial relationship. It's in a different way, but it's still a relationship. And so our attachment issues, our childhood wounds can still pop up. So what often happens and what used to happen to me, what happens to my clients as well, is we show up to sell. We talk about our offers. We might give something to you know that our audience to be like, this is what I'm really excited about. And then what? No one responds no one signs up or no one likes your post. It doesn't do as well as you expect. And what happens to an anxiously attached person when these things happen? It flares up our childhood wounds and it makes us think that no one likes us, that we're not good enough, that we take the blame on for ourselves and we're like, I'm stupid, I'm dumb. No one likes me, it's never gonna work. Um, What am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? And we fall into this huge victim where we don't think, okay, that didn't work the way that I expect. So what can I do differently now? And when we we fall into that anxious attachment flare up of like, no one likes me, it sucks, I'm failing, I'm not good enough. That energy, firstly, it's going to block you from creating good content. It's going to block you from talking about the offer again, which realistically is what your audience needs. People need a million reminders to sign up to things. Like people like will see my stories every single day. And then the 11th time that I've sold it, spoken about it, whatever, they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, now is the time to sell it. Like, you know, people need all of those reminders. But if you do not do the inner work, on not letting it make you feel negative every single time, then you're going to be fully blocked from actually making those sales because you're not showing up enough. Secondly, as well, people can smell when you're needy. Like, you know, when you go on a date with someone and they're like, you can tell that they're heaps keen on you and you're just like, wow, we've literally spoken for about half an hour, like relax. And they really want you to like them. Or even if you're at a party and you meet someone new and they just like really want to talk to you and they really want to know everything about you. And it's just like a bit intense. And you're like, you know, there's just like a weird vibe. And you're like, okay, I think this person just is a bit insecure. And actually, I don't want to clean up after their mess. So I'm just going to kind of go to the bathroom and slink off and go away. Like your clients and your audience, they can smell when you're feeling insecure. They can smell when you haven't done that inner child healing. They can smell when you show up out of desperation rather than like abundance and love. That's why it's so fun to follow me because I don't need you to buy things. I don't need my audience to make me feel good about myself. I love my content. I love what I do. I love what I have to sell and I love my offers and I'm able to love it even more because I'm doing it in my own way, you know, that I was speaking about before. So if you enjoyed this style of podcast, let me know, send me an Instagram DM and also make sure that you're joining the free challenge. It's going to be freaking epic and I cannot wait to see you there.